0: In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you unto us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rationale with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O oh my Lord, our thoughts that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Receive the peace of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, and friends. Um, welcome again to the uh, podcast ministry, Double edged Sword of the Assyrian Church of the East. Um, great to have you, and thank you so much for your feedback. Um, it's it's crucial, actually. It's it's quite beneficial, and um, you know, as uh, as I've mentioned, and I always say that we don't do things just for the sake of doing things. This ministry is not just for the sake of having a ministry. It is for the glory of God that God may be glorified in all that we do. Yes, our deeds will glorify the uh, our Lord in heaven, our heavenly Father in heaven. And as Jesus uh, commands that uh, man may see our good deeds, meaning our works, our deeds, that our heavenly Father is glorified. So it's for the glory of God and for the salvation of souls. So your feedback um, is truly appreciated and thank you so much. Um, What I'd like to talk about today in this episode, being the fourth episode, I believe, is um, the salt and the light of the world or the earth. Now, Jesus was directing his words to his apostles. Well, they were his disciples and in Luke we read that then they become his apostles, meaning his messengers. But we are the disciples of those apostles of our Lord. So. in some way, or in many ways, that um, what uh, Jesus commanded his disciples to do, how they should uh, live their lives on earth and how they should conduct their ministry, um, has now been given to us as, as a tradition. Oh, that's not a bad word. As a tradition and as a teaching, as a command that we must also walk the paths of the apostles who walk the paths of Christ. Christianity the word Christian beloved is when we when we hear that that blessed that amazing that that gracious word Christian does not only pertain to those who wear a cross or those who have tattooed crosses on their bodies or those who praise Jesus every time no to be a Christian is to be Christ like that we may walk the earth as Christ walked the earth So our our, uh, biblical passage is from the preaching of St. Matthew from the Gospel of Our Lord Jesus Christ. It's chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. It's going to be in two parts. We're going to talk about the salt today and uh, most probably uh, the next episode as well, if we don't cover everything. And then our third episode will be on the light of the world um, that we see where we fit with this. Are we truly salts? You know, Jesus said, you are. Not you're going to be, you should be, strive to be. You you are. That, that title has been given us, that obligation, that, um, that ministry, whatever we want to call it, has been given to us from the time we've received Christ in baptism, in our faith. Um, we are the salt of the earth. Let me read it to you. You are the salt of the earth, or the world, but if the salt becomes insipid, meaning bland, pachta, we say in Assyrian, with, with what shall it be seasoned? How can he season salt? That's what he's trying to say. It is only fit for one thing. It's good for nothing. It's only fit for throwing out and to be tro- trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world, a city built upon hill, and it cannot be concealed. We'll talk about that in our third um, uh, session of this episode. So what we need to do is when we hear uh, objects, Christ using objects, people, examples, we need to examine those. We need to define. And what I'm going to do today, I'm not going to reinvent the will because it's already been done. The will has been reinvented. By the way, it was the Assyrians who invented the will. Praise God. But um, I don't need to um, reinterpret. It has been interpreted. It has been passed down. Um, it has been defined by uh, one of the bishops of the Assyrian Church of the East, mar i or bishop Ishudad, who was the bishop of Merv of Hadatha, which was a Palestine village, Palestine Arab village. And he was around uh, mid-8th century, 850 AD to be precise. So he defines salt, and we're going to do that. We're going to take those definitions, and we're going to expand on them and see how they fit in our lives. And are we possessing the qualities of the salt that Jesus is referring to? Marie de writes, his first quality or his um, first characteristic of salt is that salt possesses many powers. It gives a taste to the insipidness, the blandness, the, the pachtaness, if we want to say, or the boringness or the inactiveness of what he's referring to Christ is obviously our lives. How do we come across those who encounter us? Now, the first and foremost is what is he referring to? What aspect of our lives is it? Our our appearance? Is it how we walk? Is it our uh, vocation in life? Is it our um, profession? Our capabilities? What is he talking? What is Christ actually referring to when he um, when he uh, speaks about we being the salt of the earth? And what we'll refer to is life itself, be it spiritual or physical in that matter. So, as Christians, so now we know Christians means Christ-like. If you claim to be a Christian, it must be pertaining to the fact that you are Christ-like. Yes, we fall short. We are not perfect. We're all sinners. But we continue. We continue. We strive and strive to be Christ-like. We continue and strive to be complete. Just as Christ was complete. Praise be to His name. So as Christians, christ likes, disciples of the church, which was the disciple of the apostles, which were the disciples of Christ, we are all called to not be we are already that salt we have received that that savior that that um, that activeness that 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 taste that beautiful taste as i said in our faith proclamation of our lord and our baptism but we are to portray that quality of salt we need to be a tang taste tang to others life and that by what we speak and what we do. Paul writes to the Colossians in his fourth chapter, five, verses 5 and 6. Listen to this very carefully. And we're going to break this down as well. Walk in wisdom towards them without meaning those who are outside of the church, the non-Christians, those who have not encro- encountered Christ, those who have an idea of Christ but haven't, had, don't have a relationship with Christ, have not been witnessed to, have not been told about Jesus Christ. Walk in wisdom towards them without, that means outside of the church, and redeem your opportunity and let your speech at all times be grace, be with grace, meaning gracious, as it were, seasoned with salt. So Paul is expanding on Christ's commandment. "Season with salt. And you know or know you how you ought to give answer to every man. So let's concentrate on those without. I think that's going to be this, this episode. Concentrating on being the salt of the earth or those who are without or outside the faith. Those who are the non-Christians. What comes out of the mouth is very impacting. And we're talking about speech because that's what Paul says. Let your speech, what you say, what you say as a Christian can impact a person, a life that has no relationship with Christ. It can either build or it can destruct. You know, they say sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true, actually. No, words can actually destroy. Look at what St. James says in chapter 3, verse 6. Now the tongue, what does the tongue do? In the Assyrian tradition, yeah. Yeah, that's the tongue. But the tongue speaks. And what does the tongue speak? It speaks words. Speech comes out of the mouth, moved by the tongue and the vocal cords, right? Now the tongue is a fire. And the world of sin is like a forest. And this tongue, which is one among our members, this tongue and our members, our bodies, that are living in a world of sin, mars or defiles our whole body. Did you hear that? The tongue can defile the whole body. If it defiles the whole body, just imagine what it could do to that person who is experiencing what the tongue is doing and what the tongue is speaking. And it inflames the series of our generations that roll on like a wheel and it itself is on fire. So the tongue is a very dangerous weapon or it could be used as a very beneficial weapon. The tongue can either damage or can damage control. And we as Christians who are the salt of the world and are to examine our words before we speak them to those who are without, that means non-Christian, not in the Christian family, must be very careful what we say and what we do. Now, you can't call yourself a Christian and every second word is the F word. <gasps> oh, my God, Rabbi used F. Yeah, F is an alphabet in the um in the uh, the English alphabet, so it's, it's a letter in the English alphabet. I could be saying faith. Why is that? If I say the F word, everyone thinks it's the bad word. Maybe I'm talking about faith. No, but I'm I am rep- applying the F word. You cannot call yourself a Christian, and every second word is a cussing word. You cannot call yourself a Christian, meaning Christ-like, and gossip. Christ never gossiped. Find me in the Holy Scriptures where Christ actually said and gossiped. No, he didn't. He rebuked. He gave comfort. He gave life. He gave hope. But he rebuked. Yes, rebuking is not gossiping. He said it as it was in their faces. He gave it to his opponents in their faces. So the tongue is the most important and the most crucial member of the body. How we use To portray that soul, to give life, to give meaning to life. Let me give you an example. When we talk to those who are outside of the church about Christ, it can be uplifting, it can be encouraging, it can be impacting. And even if it's admonishing, rebuking, or reproving, but it's done in love, and the motive is to gain a soul for salvation that is using your tongue, that is that is using the qualities of the salt with your tongue. You give hope to people. When we talk to people about Jesus Christ, talk to the non-Christians about the empty tomb. Talk about the... the the sacrifice that Christ offered on the cross. Talk to people that do not know Christ, have not experienced Christ, have no relationship with Christ. That Christ is the truth, the way and the life. Without truth, there is no knowledge. Without a way, there is no going. There is no walking. And without life, there is no living. And Christ is that life. However, however, when we do talk the talk, we walk the walk. And let's not be ashamed. You know what what truly annoys me, beloved? One example is when we do the sign of the cross in restaurants. See, there's this salt there. I mean, you can do the sign of the cross and scratch your chest so that no one can see you doing the sign of the cross. Or you can do the sign of the cross in a manner, not to show off, you know, not to brag and say, listen, I'm going to do the, you know, start from above the head, go down to the toes and come from the east to the west. No, but you do the sign of the cross because you're not ashamed because that sign may be that salt, that flavor, that Someone needs in life. Maybe it gets their minds thinking, and you know, what was this? What did you just do? Well, I did the sign of the cross. I'm a Christian. Why did you do the sign of the cross? Because Jesus died for you, my dear brother. Brother, outside of the church, outside of the faith, my dear, I'm sorry, Friend. I stand corrected by myself, my dear friend, this this cross that I just did, Christ died for you and for I. And if we're ashamed of being that salt, if we are ashamed of witnessing, testifying to Christ's sacrifice, then we are in the danger of being putting or, or making Christ, Be ashamed of us. Luke chapter 9, verse 26. For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words. See, you preach Jesus' words. There's your salt. You can't go wrong. You give meaning. You give taste to lives and souls. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes with the glory of his Father accompanied by his holy angels. So let's be prepared to be that salt that we are. Let's be prepared to be active in that characteristics of the salt that we are. Be prepared to give an answer, to give a reason, to give a motive, to give a purpose of your faith in Jesus Christ. Your life, your relationship with Christ. Your experience with Jesus Christ. Your life within the church, the body of Jesus Christ, the bride of Jesus Christ. Your involvement in ministries to serve. You know, sow the seed. Go and sow this seed so that you can bring value to the lives that truly have no value without Christ. Because remember, beloved, Jesus purchased us with his blood on the cross. Now, What value are you going to put on blood? Which means life. Can you put any value on life? Can you put a value on your mother's life? On your father's life? On your siblings? Your children? Your cousins? Can you put a value? No, there is no value. It's it's valueless. It's priceless. We have been purchased by that blood of Christ. So when we being valued by God who sent his son to die for us, let us spread that message. Let us be that salt with that message so that we can sow that beautiful seed that Jesus planted and the blood of Christ and our faith, our prayer, our fasting, our scripture references, our scripture quoting, you know, people quote scripture, people write scripture, and I'm, I, I, I love to see scripture verses on, on uh, social media. But let's not be the hypocritical person to post scripture and live totally contrary to that scripture. Because we do not become salt then. We actually become worse than that salt that loses its taste or its saltiness. And we're going to talk about that next episode. So let's examine ourselves. Are we truly a a flavor, a meaning to those whom we encounter that are outside the faith? Let's, Let's concentrate on them first, outside the faith. And then once we bring them into the faith, then we'll see how this salt can continue to work and to preserve for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. Praise be to his name.